Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dragula Titans recap show for Season 1, Episode 7, titled Sea Monsters of the Depths. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one tuna-loving co-host from Bloody Podcast. Please say, hello, uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very Shut well. <laughs> You scared me. <laughs> I think you didn't do it last week at all. I don't all. think I've done it in two weeks, have I? Oh, I really? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know keep checking when I'm scared. Lori, as I told you before, we we did a very, like, we didn't even do that just between us ghouls, but we yes. I had a timer on, which I've never done before, because this episode is going to require so much time from us. Yes. That... Uh, we need to we need to unpack and break this we down. We need to unpack a lot. So we're just going <sighs> to cut. There's no bullshit. So even just between us ghouls with a tight 15. And this is going to be a... We're going to try and make it as tight as possible. So the way we're going to do today's episode is we're going to zip through the entire episode. Yes, we know there are very big moments. Hold on. We're going to zip through the entire episode and then take a break. So the first half of the show will be us talking about the entire episode. Then, once that's done, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to analyze two pieces of audio. We're going to break down and analyze the fight between Eva and Astrid. And then we are going to break down, which obviously will take a long time, the intense moments in the cauldron. So that's how it's going to be done today. So we're going to buzz through the episode. Okay. And then we're going to... What's so funny? <laughs> I'm just laughing because the audience is probably like, why is he explaining it so many times? And it's like, it's not for you guys. It's for me. And yeah, it's he's for Lori. Not, it's, yeah, he's I making know, sure. Because I know we're going to say. And he's already explained it yeah, before. Yeah. So, and, and I, I know we're going to get to like, yeah. Eva I, and Astrid have words. Yeah, Eva and Astrid have words. And Lori's going to be like, I just want to say one thing about that. And you're like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, for the love of Christ. Right. Yeah. All right. This week, the Boulay brothers trapped the contestants underwater before challenging them to serve a sickening sea monster look. On the main stage, Eva Destruction is named the winner of the challenge, while Coco Kane and Melissa B. Fierce are placed in the bottom two. In the end, Melissa B. Fierce is exterminated, leaving five monsters in the competition. Lorian K. Rockenkamp. Name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. So the two things I liked the challenge... I like the costumes overall. Um, and I liked the Boulay Brothers description of the fright mm-hmm. feet. Yeah. Um, the one thing I didn't like, because I feel like I'm going to get into more of a negative Melissa scenario later on. And so mm-hmm. I just want to say this up front is I 100% wholeheartedly think it was dumb that she was in the bottom. Interesting. So, so I do not think she should have been in the bottom. I think that was ridiculous, and I think mm-hmm. so- Hoso should have been in the bottom. Oh, you so, feel yeah. Hoso should have been in the bottom? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So that's, Interesting. that's what I didn't like. All right. For me, um, even though I'm going to bitch about it later and tell you all the reasons why I was stupid, I actually liked the Fright Feet. I just liked that it was actually, quote, unquote, scary, not not arm wrestling, right? Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I liked, I actually really liked the look, even the ones that weren't that great. If you think about it, the looks were great. They just did it read sea monster. I mean, they were very yeah. nitpicky. You yeah. know? 
Yeah, even Hosos, I thought was even great. Even Hosos from the Hosos from like, I just the like I don't know what the fuck a hatfish is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the thing I hate was, I actually think, and I have we both will have a lot of thoughts about this drama, but I think a lot of it's very fake or played up, and we'll I'll could talk about which ones I think are, but like oh, it's incredibly fake, especially the Eva Astrid fight. Seems very. Here's the deal: is Eva thinks of herself as a great actress, but she's actually a terrible actress, and she's probably the worst actress in the cast. Which is funny because she thinks of herself as the best actress in the cast for whatever reason. Well, I will say yes, and also dis- disagree with you at the same time, um, because I I think that acting challenges where she has to actually like act and say work like the the one where they're they're going through they're doing the the quest mm-hmm. that she was terrible in that, yeah. but I think when she's on stage and she's playing a character and like you know when she's doing that she's good. She's okay. She's, I'll, oh, I'll give think, you that. No, I'll yeah. give you that. Give she's you that. a great. With that, with like that soul character kind of thing. Yeah. But she is like literally Disney Channel level acting whenever she has to do something for the show. And yeah, we'll talk about those moments. Yeah. Read lines and stuff. She's awful. Yeah. So, okay. Well, after the last episode, the two mon- the monsters, I'm sorry, wonder who went home. Eva walks back into the workroom and pretends to be the only contestant. Um, everyone but Coco is surprised when Hoso w- walks into the room. Eva and Hoso share their experiences with the other contestants before they're summoned uh, to the, ma- the main stage. On the main stage for this week's main challenge, the monsters will have to use their imagination to create a look inspired by the horrors of the deep. For the Fright Feet, the contestants crawl through pipes whose exit is blocked by a gate that requires a code to exit before the pipe is flooded with water. Lori, let's talk about everything that happened in the in the workroom, the boudoir, but when they from the, after the elimination or the non-elimination and we'll also talk about the main stage and we'll talk about the Fright Feet. Let's take it let's take it first. Let's talk about everything in the boudoir that happened after the non-elimination. Um, so the, I don't, Astrid's got this thing with passion. She, I don't know. She just has this thing where she's like, she did the same thing with Abora where, or, uh, she was like, oh, Abora isn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not a measurable thing. Like you can't like, did they do the challenge? That's a measurable, you know, did. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I thought it was, I think we can all agree <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and even Astrid said at the end, I'm glad we can all agree that I'm annoying. And it's like, yes, you're very annoying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was weird. And then Eva coming in and pretending like she was the only one. I I feel like they're giving Coco this hero edit mm-hmm. that I don't feel like is necessarily warranted most times. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those times where it's like she's the only one who who's thinking like, oh, what's going on, you know? And it's like clearly they know that yeah. Hoso didn't go home. Clearly they know this, and I don't know that I agree because it has to do with my criticism of Eva, you know. Uh, so what, let me let me let me cover first of all. Let's talk about Melissa. She won the last episode. She won. Okay? Yes. Now, before she had won, she and Astrid were the only ones in the comp- left in the competition who had failed to win a, a, a challenge yet. Okay? 
she wins and immediately she comes in and is just unconfessional she's like what a piece of shit Astrid is because she hasn't won a challenge i'm like bitch not even 24 <laughs> hours ago you hadn't won a challenge but they all are like that they mm-hmm. all are like that you know it's like they all just are like oh what do you what do you got going on what are you doing you know and yeah. we'll see that later too is like they get they get so sensitive about that kind of stuff so now maybe yeah. you remember i don't know what this is in reference to but i made a note here that said astrid is annoying but she does try to be nice to everyone at least on camera did, did have people said astrid was not nice yeah People were saying that, so she, I don't, I think she, that's, I don't know, maybe this is it, but she had brought up that Eva had said that she's, uh, when she was like, I am nice to everyone on the crew. And then Ashton felt like that was directed at her. Um, She has gotten that note before that she's been. It's weird because it's something we've never seen and they've never shown us. So that's what's weird. If we're only taking at face value what we see on camera. She's always been very nice to everybody on camera. Yeah. And her, what she's saying is that she's direct. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think people can get sensitive, you know, about how a question is asked. And so, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she's, maybe she is just a bitch. Uh, you know, who knows? So, now look, but I have my notes here and this is true. Talking about that moment, which we will talk about later when we talk in the, in the cauldron. No, not in the cauldron, even in the, in the fight that they have. Eva can be extra and can say this thing to Astrid and Astrid can also be annoying and mean to the crew. Both can be true. Um, yes. Now, uh, Eva comes in and she is like, oh, I'm the only one that made it. Here's what happened. And goes, and she is so bad. And it's obvious she's bad because Coco does not buy it for one second. Coco keeps looking. She's the only one that I see. But Coco keeps looking at the entrance waiting for Hosa to come in every second. Because Astrid is not a good actress. I mean, Eva's but, not a good actress. But see, I just don't. I don't know. I just what? can't believe. She literally from the first second that Eva came. Not, I'm not saying like give it a moment and let her talk. From the first second that Eva came in, she was looking back to see who who was there. And so it, but, it, that you're not. she's not omnipotent. Okay. She, she so can't here's guess the, the future. I will actually agree with you because what you just said, and if I forget to mention this later, tell me, reminds me, I mean, uh, supports a weird conspiracy theory I have about what happened in the cauldron. So okay. keep that under your belt and then we'll revisit that. So maybe you're right. Maybe there is just uh, Coco could see the writing on the wall and it didn't matter how good of an actress Eva was or was not. Um, okay, now let's actually talk about the fright feet. Before we even get to the fright feet, if anybody is a bird watcher, you have to watch when coco walks into the main stage uh to see the vi- the, B- the boulets video like literally you can see coco's entire schlong in her pants in their pants like it is oh, there's really? nothing left of the imagination when she's walking into the main stage those pants are so tight you can see what religion she is um okay so then they go to the fright feet attraction and what were your thoughts walking in it looked like a movie set i mean so clearly they went to an, another location when i told you i found out the location yeah um 
So but, you actually described it wrong. It, they didn't crawl through pipes. They crawled through a pipe, and <laughs> and it wasn't even a pipe. Oh, you don't think it's at the same time? No. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. I I don't know. I don't know why. I I I just feel like it was different. But maybe it is. I mean, maybe it's all together. But um, they crawled through, it. and then what was so infuriating was like they were like, oh, you got to enter this code. And then if you don't enter the code, then it's going to get filled with water mm-hmm. and you got to pick one exit that leads you out to safety and one exit that leads you to like more pipes or what something. What did that more. mean by the way? Yeah. Yeah. And that was not at all what it was. It was, they literally crawl into this like very tiny pipe <laughs> and then they enter. It's more com- like a shaft. It's not really a yeah. pipe. It's more like a shaft, but yeah. 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 And they enter this, they try and enter this code, which has no, they, nobody ever, I mean, I, I have another conspiracy theory. The code does not exist. Yes. The co- <laughs> there's no code. There's no code. Yeah. And they enter, they trying to, they keep saying, I'm trying to enter, not, and nothing like the code is how many women, how many girls have gone home plus the number of girls no. that have won challenge, you know, times Eva's won challenge or anything like that. And then a contraption comes down and kind of pushes them in, holds them in place, and they either go down or something goes up, and it blocks the gate, the fence, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. water fills the area. And look, that's terrifying. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's just, uh, I, I'm not good at holding my breath at all. So mm-hmm. even if it's just like 10 seconds, I would be yeah. terrified. Yeah. So I totally get that. And so... Um, and we find out later that Coco has had an experience with drowning. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I can't imagine what that's been, what that's like. And so, yeah, I just think that, um, it was just ridiculous. The way they described it was so much more adventurous. And then the way yeah. it, it was just a lunch bag letdown, really. It's like, <laughs> a lot oh, of people online were like really in love with this fright feat. What's funny is I think they, there are a lot of people who take, who don't again i am not pretending to be mr tv but i do know a a little bit about tv right which is you know things aren't always what they seem also they think i've seen some really stupid comments online they're like oh i can't believe saint was there after all the drama i'm like this was filmed months ago yeah and they i think they think it's filmed in real time you know yeah and um but anyway is with the editing, you can make things seem as long as you want them to be by cutting away and and you can do all, like like Lori was saying, I didn't even think about this. Maybe only was one shaft and that they just filmed that one shaft like, you know, six times. And yeah. uh, which is probably the case that makes more sense. And then they just cut it together and they could make it seem like the water, they could make the water, they could have made the water seem like it had been, they were drowning for uh, two minutes, you know, with editing. And so uh, it's probably more like 30 seconds. Who knows? Right. Because I would imagine, because so we, I figured out this place that they went to is like one of those like haunted houses, actually very close to where I live. And those places, and also they're on a major TV show. Well, that's, you know, on a network that's owned by a major network and they're not going to take any chances. So I'm sure they were underwater for 30 seconds and also were probably told they would be and told to ham it up because honestly, yeah. if you know that I would intentionally 
hold my breath and just wait till if I was re- for real, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm hold my breath and like cause as little action as possible because then I'll run out of air faster. Yeah, like I knew for sure. Like, okay, first off, you always know that they're not really in danger, right? Like, yeah. they're, they're not going to intentionally harm these girls, right? Yeah. But I knew for sure that it wasn't as as quote unquote dangerous as they were letting it on to be when Melissa started screaming because I was yeah. like, you in no way would scream underwater because that totally just depletes all your oxygen. Yeah. And so if I truly was like, oh, the, this is filling up with water, and I, you know, I don't know what's happening, you know, I like I would I would hold on as much as I can. Yeah. How long can you hold your breath for? Have you ever should tried? We, should we do a timer? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna, I have a time. I happen to have a timer right here. We're gonna do a counting up. Okay. Okay. And three, we're gonna hold our breaths. Okay. <sighs> Tell me when you're ready. I'm re- ready. Three, <sighs> two. I had to go. Okay, I did 49 seconds. Oh, she's still, Lori's still going. Oh, Lori did 52 <sighs> seconds. Whew. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I mean, I'm actually I, shocked I, by that. I would love to do it again at some point, maybe by myself, because I started laughing, like wanting to laugh, and I wonder if that rushed it. But anyway, okay. That could, so like, yeah. And I bet you they didn't even do it anywhere close. I bet you no. they did like 30 seconds. I mean, you know? I think that they probably, yeah, they, and they, I'm sure that they had like a medical person there and, you yes, know, all whole, that stuff. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm not trying to say that, like, I think that they genuinely were in danger, but it was just like, like, even just the crawling through the sewer, like, it was like, okay, well, then they just, and then literally once the water goes down, they then, like, crawl up out of the sewer or out of this, like, pipe. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's it. That's the whole thing. So they're not going to safety and they're not going yeah. to other, they're not like picking and choosing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just, I don't know. I just didn't understand why they had to explain it in such a very like descriptive way where it was like, Oh, that sounds really interesting. And then the actual thing is just them, you know, in a pipe, in a shaft with water, you know, mm-hmm. it would yeah. be like for the arm wrestling. If they were like, you guys are going to be locked in a deadly battle of wits, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to have to use everything in your power to get to escape. And if you don't, you know, or per- peril will beseech you. And then you find out that you're arm wrestling. It's like, or, okay. Or if they put like hot coals on either side. So if your aunt, if your hand land, land on these hot coals or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. then it's in like, the... ow, okay, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> in the boudoir, Coco shares a harrowing tale from her childhood. Eva and Astrid have words before making up. The constant bickering among the girls annoys Melissa be fierce. Later, the girls get to work pretending to work on their outfits. Uh, on floor show day, 
it and it's floor show day and the girls get to work later the monsters take turns sharing their top three predictions with victoria and hoso appearing most often melissa appears to be in a foul mood and takes umbrage with eva's tone which leads to a squabble all right Lloyd, we're gonna talk about everything that happens on floor show day in the workroom let's talk first about coco sharing that drowning experience i want to i'm gonna say something first before you say anything this Eva, talking about the worst actresses, Coco says, you know, like, hey, you know, I actually, as someone who has experience with drowning, blah, 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 blah. And Eva's like, everyone, please go back and watch how bad this is. She goes, Eva, but she's trying to, it's Disney, it's Disney Channel level actress. Okay. She goes, Eva, what does that mean? You have experience with drowning. What does that mean? And you're like, oh, okay. wait, Coco, Coco said that to Eva, or Eva no, said, Eva that, said to... that to Coco because Coco said she oh, had experience okay. in drowning. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what were your thoughts <laughs> on this whole drowning story? Because nobody gives a shit about anybody's yeah. backstory, so they probably yeah. just was like, hey, could you ask what what she meant by that drowning yeah. story? Like, hundred <laughs> percent. Do you think you could ask her like out of the side of their mouths? Um, yeah, I, you know, I. Uh, I I believe that she probably had that experience. I mean, why would you lie about that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find it very interesting that she, again, has placed it where, you know, it's a bunch of people doing a thing to her. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she's she was like, I realized in that moment that I had to stop caring because I was looking up at all these people who were watching me drown. Mm-hmm. And it was like, OK, I don't know. If that's well, I, I had the same thing because she was like, first of all, two things, right? Ostensibly, they are other nine-year-old kids, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Who nine-year-old kids don't have that mental capacity to figure out, like, how how does she know that they know she's drowning? I actually think, I think that this speaks a lot to Coco's personality because later on, and in a moment we'll discuss later, she tells Astrid, I'm really mad at you because you never stick up for me. Why yeah. does Eva? Why does Astrid to stick up for her? Okay, it's the yeah. same thing here. A, they're nine year old kids who don't know what the fuck they're doing. They they might even be scared shitless and they're just frozen. Yeah. B, or they just ha- yeah, they don't realize she's drowning. Yeah, because she says they didn't. I didn't know I couldn't swim. Maybe they thought she was just fucking around. They they don't know she's drowning. C, she also says she goes and I learned this important life lesson at nine, and then she goes on to this really complicated like lesson about life and all. You're nine years old and you came up with this whole life principle, guiding life principle. Well, just imagine being that group of nine-year-olds. I mean, Coco jumps into the pool being a people pleaser and comes out with, y'all don't understand me. You don't know my life. You don't know. You don't know. You're not sticking up for me. And no (laughs) one's, and no one's, I've realized something down there. No one's ever going to stick up for me. I have to stick up for myself. I just also, you guys tampered with my swimsuit. Yeah. Uh, here's a question before I move on to the next, the floor show. I noticed that they all stand around the same table at the same spot, and Coco's always in the middle. Hoso and, and uh, Astrid Ashton. are on screen right, while Melissa and uh, Victoria and Eve are always screen left. And I was, do you think it's a sign? Do you think they're told to send certain spots? Maybe, maybe for like continuity's sake, they just stand there. So that way, 
in case they like leave and come back, it doesn't um, show them like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, we had this conversation an hour ago and That's a really you know. good point. That's a really so. good point. Also, I love how later on while they're working on their stuff, on their designs, Hoso says, you know, whenever we think of hagfish, I'm like, I don't even know what a fucking hagfish is. I'm like, when we think of hagfish. I don't know. I I genuinely, I like Hosa when she does that. Because I didn't take it that way, but I just felt like it was like, you know, I like that she's like sharing stuff about our culture. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it that way. But I, I yeah, I do. I get what you're saying. But I yeah. do. I did love the, uh, you know, I forgot though. I should have written it down. But she was like, the thing, you know, we all think the thing that came to my mind, which would come to all my all my family back home mind, was the hagfish. And it was like, mm-hmm. really? That's the thing that would come to you? Like, I would love it if it was like, her. his mom was like, I did not think hagfish. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I should look up a hagfish. All right, let's go to the floor show. Clearly something has happened. And on floor show day, Melissa's very in her feelings. She was in her feelings this day, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But she's actually kind of been a little out of it. And she explains in confessionals that the stress is really getting to her. And she seems to be particularly in her feelings on this floor show day. Okay, there's a lot on her mind. Well, so this is an ongoing issue. And I think Mm -hmm. we brought it up last time too. Mm -hmm. Where Melissa is upset. She's like, I can't stand this drama. Or this stuff, and it's like, what, what drama are you refer like? What are you referring to? Like, she's like, I can't stand it. I can't stand all yeah. this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and she's yeah. so generic. Like when uh when Eva when even in in Hash were having their thing, it was su- such a generic. And she's like, I can't stand. It's like, I don't know what you're you're referring. Like it's a show. Like that's what yeah. they're supposed to do. Yeah. And she does the same thing to this time where she goes and. As soon as they started listing who their top was, I knew for a fact. You, guess who got the most butt hurt? Melissa and Coco when they mm-hmm. weren't in the. I mean, Astrid, to her credit, was ha, was like, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah, I'm not like even <laughs> even Victoria, who like not uh, two episodes ago was like, I see you in my top three, even though she in the you know." uh interstitial said i don't see her in my top three i just said yeah. that because i didn't want to say i didn't see her but she you know she said it and then ash was like oh did i get fired <laughs> you yeah. know it's like astrid from what we see on camera astrid seems to have a pretty good sense of humor and be very centered about this i don't know it's very strange Unless yeah she's she different off camera yeah she doesn't take it too seriously you know no. and and then um i look i will say one thing that kind of irked me was I felt like, I think it was Eva, maybe it was Eva, but it was somebody when when Coco was saying that thing to Victoria about mm-hmm. how it would mean more for Vic, for Coco to win than it would for Victoria. I kind of felt a little like everyone was sort of playing a little naive about yeah. that. Like, it was like, Victoria's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've worked my butt off for that years. Really and it's stri- like... It's supposed to be like step aside and let this person win. Like no, no, but but, but here's okay. Go ahead. Oh, what I'm saying is, I get I get that connotation, right? It's not you know, it's a competition. You're not going to win just because you have the biggest sob story. I mean, who knows? Sometimes you do, but you know, it, it, I what I'm saying is is that I felt like Victoria and Eva in that moment were being naive and were just completely denying the fact. That mm-hmm. it would be 
it would possibly be a bigger deal for an African-American to win this drag show than for, say, Victoria or Eva, which it's true. It would be. It would be, but it has to be on the merits. It shouldn't be that someone should step aside or, you know, do whatever. I definitely agree with that. But I'm just saying, and I don't even think at that moment, and this is just, this could be my conjecture. So I don't know if maybe it was seen differently. I don't even really think at that moment, Coco was even trying to say like, step aside, let me win. I think she was just saying, you do see how I, you know, that I think it would be a bigger deal if I won versus if you won. And so, I mean, it was sort of like a weird way to say it, but I felt like she was like, I'm just going to throw this in there because then that way they, people know why I'm doing this. Yeah, but here's the deal is to talk about the soft bigotry of lowered expectations is Coco has not been bringing it. And I was actually thinking, because there's, like I was telling you earlier, there's all this fervent love for Coco on the subreddit, on the Dragula subreddit, to a point that it's like, it seems performative or to use a sort of conservative term like virtue signaling, because I'm like, are they watching the same show? There was literally a thread last week on Reddit that was like, I think we can all agree. The headline was something along the lines of, I think we can all agree that Coco is one of the greatest uh, reality star shows of all time. And I'm like... I, that's not even close to true. That's not Wait, even, like a, a reality star, like player, or what? Are they, like a drag like queen, a, or like one? A, a re, no, they mean all reality show contestants of all time. Oh, but even yeah, that's if, not true. even if you limit it to only drag re, drag queen contestants, like drag that's queens, not true. like Dragula and drag, that's not true. I would even say it's not even true for Dragula. She's the most. No, I would even say, to be honest with you, who was the one that you guys interviewed last last season? Mary Cherry. Mary, I would say Mary Cherry beats her. She's got a bigger personality, and she she was yeah, funnier. Think about like James Majesty, James Majesty, uh, Meatball, uh, Mad, uh, Mad, uh, Madeline Hatter, Madeline like the big Hatter, picture Abhora, Dahlia Black was like, oh, what about Priscilla Chambers? That whole season three, oh, Priscilla Louisiana Purchase, yeah. Hollow Eve. We're talking about reality show contestants here, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So yeah many I mean, gr- last season alone was, yes. there were better, better contestants. I mean, <laughs> you know, I look, I, I, I do think she's, she has a talent and she is yeah. making her, well, her outfits. She is making her outfits. I think the the problem is, is I think she coasts on her talents. I think she coasts on the fact that she's like, oh, I can whip this up. And it's like, no, you're coming in with people who have talent and they're also working their agree. asses off. I don't think she's talented. I'll be honest with you. I think that oh, the gays, I think, she... I think the gays are thirsty because she is an attractive person. And I think they are just blindly captivated by her beauty and they just root for her and it's super obvious i mean like literally i want to do a super cut of not on the judging panel because i feel that the boulets are nicer on the judging panel but when you know when they do that private one-on-one kiki yeah i want to take every episode up to today and i want to say what they say about coco and i want to say of the seven episodes i'm gonna guess five of them they're reading coco for the filth for her outfit well, I don't know. I I mean, I agree with you. Probably that's that that is what what happens. I mean, they. I will say this: they do always talk about her performance more than her outfit. 
They but say that she's deal. a great performer. Unlike Dracula, uh, unlike Drag Race, Dracula is like Drag Race. I would say has become more of a performance competition. It's yeah, e- I would say even you might even argue equal parts looks and performance. Okay. Yeah, Dracula. I would still say is ninety percent looks. It's looks is a big component. A big and, big component. And I think that um, we see that we saw that uh, today with. Well, technically half, we saw half of that today, Um, but, or this episode, but um, I don't know. I feel, I I disagree. I think that she does have a a certain amount of talent. I just think that she's not putting in the work. I think she's just kind of showing up day of thinking that she'll, she'll get an A and she gets a C and then she goes, oh, somebody tampered with my outfit. So that's why I didn't get an A. Not even mentioned today. Oh, she's going to bring it up next episode. Better believe it. Uh, why did Eva? I, I have here. Why did Eva just throw Astrid under the bus about how annoying she is? Yeah, I think there's a part where Eva's just talking. She goes, "Well, we all know Astrid's annoying," and like Astrid's yes. like again is just like, "What? Like, how am I getting thrown under the yes. bus here again?" Yeah, like, she just. I think Astrid even laughs at like how comical it is. I think that's what that's where she says. I or is it that or the cauldron where she says, "Well, I'm glad we can all agree that I'm annoying." I think it might be that the that where they're mi- working on their outfits. Yeah. Uh, I think they're trying to make Astrid into the new Abora and she's not buying into it. Um, and so, oh, go ahead. oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I was going to go into the Eva thing where she's, what she thing? says, where she, where she says her, her pick for the top three. Oh yeah. Go Cause ahead. I, okay. Cause I personally think, right. That, you know, it, it kind of got sidetracked. The conversation got sidetracked much like this conversation. Mm hmm. And to kind of pick it back up, Eva was just like, anyway, my top three is so-and-so-and-so-and-so, yeah. right? And and then Melissa was just like, oh, hey, what a, you know. And and look, <clears throat> I honestly feel like Eva in the beginning was like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it for it to come off that way. But And then Melissa was just like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to – I'm not going to let you apologize. I'm going to keep being a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and, and I think the yeah. girls probably knew that Eve, M- M- Melissa was going through something, and it had it had nothing to do with Eva. Whatever that anger was had nothing to do with Eva, because you're well, right, Eva even would Melissa be fine. said, yeah. Melissa even said, I'm picking on Eva because I just want to get my, t-. which, you know what, I got to be honest with you, if Eva had done that, if Astrid had done that, if Abora had done that, they would have been vilified. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Melissa did it is all of a sudden that's okay. It's yeah, okay that Melissa's shitting on other people just because she feels stressed out. It's like, no, fuck you. You don't get to treat other people like shit because you feel like shit. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to talk about was that I think I figured out the red light gag. I think it's real. But here's what I think. It's not real. What? Yeah. Here's Wait, what, what I mean. Yeah. What? I, I Here's what I mean. I think what that light means is that it's time to move from that set to the other set. But what they what they oh. what they get to continue at the other set, but they're going to be doing they're not going to be filming it anymore. It's the end of that and they're moving to the other set and then that's when they can finish doing their makeup. That's when they can finish um they probably let them do like the bulk of their makeup and then it, I'm assuming it's on another sound stage or something. And then they go to the set, and then that's when it all happens. We have to figure that out. All right, Lori. Well, I got to tell you one thing. It is now time to dim the lights, start the music, and let the floor show 
begin. All right, so Lori, um, you know, last week I was um, suspended for an indefinite amount of time by the Federation of well, the Drag Race Podcast story? Federation. Mm-hmm. All right. You yeah. know what? And You've beaten me down. I don't care anymore. So let's just play the game. How about that? Okay. And so I didn't appeal and I was victorious. And so now I have the scores for the floor show from the the official uh, scores from Wait. the yeah. So you were suspended yeah. for an indefinite amount of time. You yeah. didn't ap- you did not appeal. You I did appealed. not do No, I appealed. Oh, oh, you appealed. Oh, I thought you yeah. said you didn't appeal. Mhm. I appeal. Oh no, I made an appeal. You and, made an appeal. And I was reinstated. What and was the appeal I, process? I had to fill out an online form. Where was the What was the online form? What did they ask you? What were the questions? They asked questions like my name. Okay. My member number. You have and, Okay. Yeah. Is it one? Because it's you're the only one? <laughs> nope. 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 And then I had to write a, like, an, a, like, a, like a description of what I was appealing and what I'd been suspended for. And then they said, we'll get back to you in, a, in three to four business, three to five business days. They did. And today I found out that I was reinstated. And now I have the scores right here. All right. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Let's move on. Okay. Let's play this stupid game that has no arbitrary reason for it. I'm just letting right. you know, one yeah. day, I'm going to have my own podcast where I do this, and I'm going to make you play this game, and I'm going to make you get all the answers wrong, and then I'll see how you like it. No, it's not all the answers wrong, Lori. I have, I'll have. i let you look at it right now, okay? Look. I'm not looking at it because I want to say what I want to say. Okay. But not all the answers wrong. Sometimes you're right. All right. The first one down was Hoso. I give it a C. uh, Simply Mm. because from the waist up, I actually liked it. I thought it was okay. Um, The waist down, it was just black lycra pants. (laughs) Like, that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you're right. Like, I think it, like, I guess met the challenge. But, like, yeah, Yeah. you couldn't tell what it was or whatever. All right. Very good. Uh, next we have Astrid. She came out. She was some sort of like octopus kind of thing in like a, which is so funny because they were referencing SpongeBob maybe or somebody. And I'm like, there's some Squidward. other character. Squidward. Yeah. There was some other character where I've seen something like this, but, uh, your thoughts, Laurie and Astrid. I actually liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was, I thought it was really inventive and mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like they were a little nitpicky by being like, I don't know what a beak has to do with it. And it's like, it's a undersea monster like well, but they, they even say no they even say yes i realize that whatever animal creature she was does actually have a beak and you're like oh so she was actually being right she was correct yeah, yeah and i just thought i thought i to be honest with you i thought she should have won yeah um i i thought i thought it was great i give it an a all right very good all right next we have coco kane she came in she uh, was like almost like a a bearded Aquaman kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Star, my fiance, said it gave her uh, Land Insider vibes. Which yeah, I, I could I see actually, that. I could see that. I really liked. Mm-hmm. I actually genuinely like this. I give it a B because I do really, I did really like this outfit. I thought that it was a good outfit. 
But when once the judging came and they were like, oh, I don't really see sea monster. I was like, yeah, I guess it doesn't really have that sea monster quality to it. But I genuinely like this outfit. I agree with you. Uh, let's see what the um, let's see what the Federation says because I agree 100 percent with everything you're saying. Right, the Federation though. Uh, oh, they gave it a B minus. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Victoria Elizabeth Black. She came out. Oh, she was like legitimately like the creature from the Black Lagoon. You know, um, I kind of agree with the judges. I thought it was well, well, twofold. I agree with the judges, and then I have a critique of my own. Where I agree that it was kind of felt one note. It was, you know, it was a wonderful costume and she did a great job. Yeah. But it definitely just felt kind of one note. And also, it was all one one piece to me. And that's how it looked to me. And I, again, go back to the time when they kind of called out Eva for buying a one piece outfit that she did makeup on and she made, made, you know, spruced it up. And then Victoria does the exact same thing. And they're like, great job. You did an awesome yeah. job. Yeah, you know, so I I I felt like it could have been more, but um, I, I'll give it an A minus. A minus, you know, I agree with everything you'd say. Everything I would give it an A minus too. Let's see what the Federation. Then said. do it. Give it an A minus. Federation. Federation says A. Oh, for the love of Christ! All right, now we have Melissa B. Fierce. She came out like a pageant. Ocean Queen. Like it was like a pageant girl outfit, but with like fins and stuff like that. To be honest with you, I thought this was beautiful. Oh, I really? Thought it was, yeah, I loved it. I loved the the mouth. I thought the I thought that whole outfit was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a fun interpretation of like an undersea monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I I the <laughs> well, I will go to my grave thinking that that this the only reason why she was put in the bottom was because they wanted to see her crack and get uh, drama mm-hmm. so um yeah i thought i give it an a i thought she did a great job it's funny Lori, because uh i agree with everything you say i think it looked fantastic i don't know if i'd give it an a i might have given it an a minus or b plus Let's see what the federation said mm. oh federation says it was a c plus oh okay plus, yeah and then finally, we have Eva Destruction. She came out with like you know, like some sort of cocoon or something, right? Or yeah, yeah. Like with an ur- the bottom, the waist looked like Ursula from Little Mermaid, but the top was some sort of cocoon. But then she came out of it. It was actually really, it was really good. What yeah. she did, uh, it was amazing. Um, I would personally give it an A. I don't know what you would give it. I gave it an A. I will say, yeah. like I said, uh, with her acting, I felt like like that moment where you see that shell, and then mm-hmm. you just she just kind of and then she kind of slides her face in, and you just see her face. That was kind of a scary moment, yeah. and I thought she played that up really well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I give it an A. I look, I I personally feel like Astrid should have won, but if Ash if Astrid didn't win, I think that Eva's was probably the second best. So I give it an A. What the Federation says. Oh, we were right. Now, oh Lori, I have, a qu- have you checked your email today? Uh, no. I checked my school email. Did you send me something on my personal oh, email? Oh, I haven't sent you anything, but I just know if you checked your personal email today. Uh, anyway. Uh, no. Um, There's nothing here. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know if there was. I just was wondering if you checked your email. Oh, that's ominous. Yeah. All right. 
So those are the looks. All right, let's go back now. We're gonna wrap up the script and then we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and we are going to... Did you check the Discord today? Did you check your Discord account? Discord? No. Hmm. What's on Discord? Oh, I don't know. I just want to know. If, I just want to know what you've. I want to check your email or your Discord today or anything. What? What's going on? I don't know. I just want to know, Laurie. I just want to know. Okay. okay? Anyway. Uh, on the main stage, Melissa and Coco. Oh no! In the cauldron. No, a final judgment. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I lost my place in the script. On the main stage, Eva Destruction is named the winner of the challenge, and Melissa B. Fears and Coco Kane are placed in the bottom two. In the cauldron, Melissa has an emotional breakdown in which she reveals she almost quit the competition. This leads to a complete reading of nearly the entire cast. Melissa B. Fears storms off in a huff and tells producers she is ready to leave. Coco follows Melissa and begs her to stay, but Melissa has made up her mind. On the main stage, Melissa and Coco climb the staircase of souls to the ghostly gallery. In the end, Melissa is dropped back to hell, leaving five monsters in the competition. Loy, we're going to get into the cauldron in death, but did you have any final thoughts on the episode and anything that's been going on? Uh, look, again, I think we all need to just remember that this is a reality competition show. Okay. All right. There are going to be winners and there mm-hmm. are going to be losers. There are sure. people who are going to win and there are people going to be going home. Mm-hmm. So just remember that. And guess what? Unless it's a voting challenge, mm-hmm. the queens in the workroom do not decide who goes home. Yeah. The uh, judges who are the Boulay brothers decide who goes home. Yeah. So getting mad at another contestant for being in the bottom mm-hmm. does nothing. It helps you in no way. And threatening somebody that you better you better wait, you better hope I don't come back mm-hmm. means nothing to nobody because it's a reality competition show. Yeah. So that's my rant for a little bit. Um I want to talk about the final judgment. I, I unusually have some comments. So Dolly was there. Dolly, yeah. the winner of season four. And Dolly makes some basic joke when she said, because she was like, she said she initially said, what even is this? And then she goes, well, I mean, what Eva is this? Eva acts like this is the funniest joke she's ever heard in her entire life. And I was like, <laughs> again, that horrible, terrible thespian. Like, I mean, everybody in the room, I was, everyone was thinking the same joke. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's in the moment. Um, yeah. Did you see when, uh, who, was it Saint? Was it Melissa or was it Coco when Saint gave a, a oh, yeah. criti- look, look critique and she's like, what is what is Saint doing? No, well, no, no, it was a, actually a performance technique. Saint told Coco oh. that her performance was very slow. And then Coco was like, not, not Saint, my, not Saint saying my performance was slow. And then gives that look like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, how about Coco though? Like, first of all, you can't deny whether I agree with you. I perhaps maybe Astrid should have won, right? But you can't deny that Eva's look was incredible, right? Yeah. And I then Coco to, go ahead. most of them are great. Yeah. So. Coco's like, I didn't think Eva's look was good at all. Like, what is it what is that even? And I'm like, your look is horrible. You have like a the t- I will say from the chest up, Coco's look was really good. But from the bottom, like from the middle of the chest down, it completely fell apart. And I was like, who are you to read someone's look? 
but again, like this is I this is something that I would say in all drag competition shows, any any really like artistic based reality sh- uh, competition show, where they bag on each other, and I'm like, why? You are not the one who decides. I know. Who, so I know. who gives? I mean, honestly, like if. It's like who gives a fuck what Coco has to say? She unless it's unless she's judging, unless she's voting, her opinion means next to nothing. Who cares if she thought Eva's? Uh, you know, like she could t- she could tell Eva, I thought your look was dog shit. Mm-hmm. Oh no, the person who doesn't decide thought my look was dog shit. What am I gonna do? You know, yeah. it's like who gives a fuck what Coco has to say? Yeah, who gives a fuck what Eva has to say? Unless it's a vote, unless they're specifically voting. Yeah. I just, I just so stupid. It's like, why have, why get into that and get, why get mad at Eva for winning a competition? She didn't, she didn't tell the judges to vote for her. I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I get so angry when people don't understand how reality competition shows work. And then there's a part where Drac says to uh, Victoria, she's actually reading her first. She goes like, I just sort of feel like we asked for sea monster and you gave us an incredible sea monster. And by the way, that was a negative critique. Yes. <laughs> well, look, there is a part of me that I feel like, and I think we're reaching that, where I feel mm-hmm. like the Boulay brothers are not great directors, mm-hmm. where they want something, but they don't know how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. So they go like, we just want something be- better. We yeah. just want something different. And it's like, yeah. okay, can you say it in words that I, like I can actually actualize, you know, yeah. like that that I can make happen. And so, yeah, I thought, and then I, I loved Victoria going, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I get, I, yeah, I'll take that note. Like, it's just note. like, right. how, how am I supposed to respond to this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why don't we do this, Lori? We're going to take a break. Okay. And when we come back from the break. We are going to actually now analyze the audio, the, the pared down audio from uh, the two fights from the, the big drama from this episode. We'll be back right after this. back laurie we are going to talk about the different fights there were two fights there were two there were a bunch there are actually four fights but there are two significant fights in this episode the first one occurred um when the girls got back to the workroom after the fright feet and in that fight um very strange let's talk about what happens they're, they're talking about their experience and coco talks about her drowning experience and blah 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 and then Victoria, and again, back to Eva's terrible thespian stuff. Uh, Victoria's a better actress than Eva. Victoria says, do you want to go and like catch up, girl? Like, wait, you're in the middle of a competition. Why would you go somewhere just to catch up? And by the way, that workroom set is not very big. And they literally no. walk five feet away from the girls and have this conversation as if the other girls cannot just hear what they're talking about. So... At yeah. this, we're gonna start this audio. We're gonna stop. Well, can I? Yeah. Can I say one thing that? Or are you starting the audio from when uh, Victoria tells Eva she wants yeah. to catch up? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm I starting love... the audio. No, I'm starting the audio from when they are actually talking. 
Oh, okay. So there's two things I love. The one thing is they go, can we catch up? I missed you. And it's like, yeah. you were gone like maybe five minutes. Yeah, um, they've, they've been together the entire day. They, all they do is see each other. And then and then the second thing that made me laugh out loud was Victoria goes, I'm really glad that um, Eva's still here because I do not trust those other girls. And then immediately the next scene is Hoso's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Hoso and Eva are there. And Victoria is totally... totally turning secrets on what was said and doing like it's just i just thought it was so funny that she's like i don't trust those girls and then it's like hosa's also there and she's also telling him what happened so you set it up yeah right now at this stage it's victoria hoso and eva all right here we go yeah so earlier when we were talking when y'all weren't back yet um some of the others were thinking that you were almost a little performative with how you're coming off i didn't think so i thought you were being genuine people thinking that way i know just because like you're a theater kid and maybe a little eccentric i guess that's why they said that okay so so here's this is my favorite part Mm -hmm. we are going to hear victoria describe why eva is a why eva is performative by trying to describe why she's not performative yeah (laughs) the whole time she's gonna say exactly why eva is being performative but she's saying it like this is why she's not performative and we're and you're like oh sweetheart (laughs) oh you precious being (laughs) you precious little angel let's let's carry on okay so so i know she's just told eva this is why they were saying that you were performative in the in the moment, okay? And then or, Eva uh, goes, oh, okay, oh you know life. What? We should give some background because I cut this out. What they're talking about specifically is in the previous episode, in the cauldron, remember it was Hoso and Eva were in the bottom. They landed up both getting saved. But when they're in the cauldron, Eva gave this huge, very dramatic and theatrical speech. And... uh. The, the accusation was that Eva was really speech. hamming it up. All right, here we yeah. go. What was exactly said? Do you remember? She didn't like that you called her out about being on professional production during your speech. And I interact with everyone with nothing but kindness. Okay, so actually this is the moment from that speech you're talking about. This is, this is actually a flashback I left in. This is Eva talking, but when she talks about people being kindness and uh, specifically to people, they shoot to Eva who calls her out on it. That nothing is an important thing here. Here we go. Including yeah. the ones behind the cameras as well. Are you well, accusing me? Okay. Okay. And I love that she made that moment about herself because it really was. Which, by the way, Eva made her entire cauldron moment about herself. Yeah, she she literally did her her speech from the last the last season she was on where she's like, I am Eva fucking destruction. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, yeah, um, we and and then I love how I love how when uh Victoria first says, you know, they thought you were being a little performative. She was like, oh, I am so tired of everyone saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Who said what and what did they say? I want to know. Yeah. It was just like, okay. And then, you know, to be fair, to be fair to Eva. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a little, I felt like it was a little Astrid making it about herself Mm -hmm. a little bit, but I mean, everyone does. They are, they're all making it about themselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but yeah, I just thought I thought and then also like both of the 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 frustrating thing about both of these fights, this one and then the one with um Melissa is that there's really nothing of substance. 
No. You know, there's really nothing of that we can like grab onto and be like, oh, but so and so's in the wrong. It's like both of them are kind of not. It's they're kind of stupid. Like both well, arguments are stupid. But that's why I think it seems very fake because there's no specifics. There's no here's yeah. what you did. It just seems like you two just fight. Just find something yeah. to fight about. All right, here we go. About her. I don't think I'm being performative at all. I'm only performative when there's a performance challenge, darling. I can't. I kept that. I kept that. I usually take these out. I, te- I kept that one in. I'm all. So her argument is that she's only performative when she needs to perform, right? Yeah. Bitch, you're on a fucking reality show. There's cameras on you. That's when you perform. In fact, this becomes an accusation that Victoria makes about Melissa later that uh, when the cameras turn on, she becomes a different person. Yeah. So that actually, that, so yes, so going with your argument, you are on a reality show. You are performing. You're, it's a perform, it's a performance. The whole reality show is a performance challenge. Also, just her saying that was a performance. That's yes, what I love. Exactly. She's like, I hate when everyone says I perform. I only perform when there's a performance. Which one's my Darling. camera? Yeah. Yeah. Sit here my entire life t- trying to tell somebody that I'm being genuine. Oh, like I'm not being performative or something no. like that. I don't have time for that bullshit. I'm. She had time for that big, a long ass speech. But yeah. But but no one. By the way, this, 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 so the, Eva loves to build up straw man arguments. No one ever asked her to explain herself. They just said she's being performative. They didn't say, "Can you explain why you're being performative?" Also, the the heart of the issue, I feel like, to to a lesser to a more extent, to a lesser extent was the performative part. But the heart of the issue that Astrid had was that she felt like she was calling her out for being rude to the to the uh, staff. Yeah, and so. The per- performative part was just like a throwaway, and that's yes. the thing that yes. that Eva gra- she focused well because yeah, because she has nowhere to hide. All right, here we go. Here to make up for a lot of mistakes. What's up? Hi, how's it? Okay, so the part we missed right now is I took out a lot. There was a lot here where basically, remember, Astrid is five feet away. You know, yeah, she's hearing this and she's hearing them talk shit about her. And she goes, you know what? I'm gonna walk up. She wanna walk five feet away, right? And they show conf- they do confessionals of like um Melissa being like, that bitch just had to go there and be in the fucking middle. And Coco's like, look at this girl come here and be in the middle. By the way, Coco has now started sitting over there and talking shit too. Yes. They're all they're all talking shit. And then what I love is like Melissa's like, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this anymore. And them always needing needing to do this. And it was like, yeah. what's this? What's By the way, this? Most of like the, what both of the but most of the time Melissa started it. Yeah. And so I, I do love how <laughs> Astrid just sort of walks in the background and Eva just keeps talking, goes, Hey, what's up? Yeah, She's like, oh, yeah. I'm s- I'm so tired. This is so stupid. She's a fucking idiot and I hate her. Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> it's like so, so yeah, so what's supposed to, so Ash is supposed to sit there and uh, say something about her? Now, Laurie, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on a podcast. Uh-oh, what happened? But you know, you, your Aunt Kathy used to live in the same city that I do, right? In Diamond Bar? Yeah. yeah. And I have a theory that I had a showdown with your Aunt Kathy once at the local Vons. What? We've never talked about this? No. This is years You're and years making, ago. You this are making like, this up. No, no, no. This is maybe like 10 to 15 years ago. And it was right before a holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas, and the supermarket was packed. And I was with my dad. 
and we were in line. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we had a lot of food, right? But the 15 items or less line was empty. So the cashier comes to me with my basket full of food, right? And says, you know, I'm empty. Just just come here. I know there's 15 items or less. Just come here. So I, she, I move over there and I start putting my baskets on there. And this woman who, this is a 15-year-old memory, but re- reminds me a lot of your Aunt Kathy in my head, right? Maybe I okay. put Aunt Kathy there, is on a cell phone. And she's talking to somebody, and she's talking mad shit about me. Oh, and no. she is saying, "Huh? My aunt doesn't like talking on the phone when she's in like a a place, so she'll okay. hang up with me if she's going into a store or something." Okay, so there wasn't Aunt Kathy. Well, this woman yeah. starts talking mad shit about me, whoever she's talking to on the cell phone, right? And I put up with it for a bit, but she won't go. She's like, some people are so rude. It clearly says 15 items or less. And this is not, this is way more than 15 items. And now I'm stuck here behind him and I just lose it. And I'm like, essentially read her for filth that uh, the woman asked me to go there. And if she has something to say, she should say it to my fucking face. Right. And that I yeah. was in line and the woman brought me over to the cash register. And the woman goes, I was not talking to you. I go, yeah, but you're talking about me. And the woman, like, she had a basket of food, walked away and left the store. Right? Just left. And it's the same thing I here. Think, is like, uh, go ahead. I think that was me. <laughs> and I And I think... What it is is this uh, is the same thing here. Is that they're literally talking about Astrid five feet away, and what is she supposed? Yeah. She's supposed to just sit there while they talk shit about her. Yeah. Plus, they know that the culmination has to be that they hash it out. I mean, that's the that's the whole thing with these shows is that they have to hash this out. They have yeah. to talk about it, yeah. right? Yeah. So they know she's five feet away. What you know, what are they gonna go to the next se- segment and she's not gonna have talked about it? Yeah. So, you know, I I also felt like Astrid was like, they're getting a little away from what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're now focusing primarily on the performative aspect. All right, here we go. And I was on the other aspect. Hey, girl. So, um, word on the street is you kind of had a little bit of a problem with me. I felt a... not. A- now, by the way, this is what I want to say. Because this starts a whole conversation where she goes, word on the street is you had a whole problem with me. And Astrid very calmly explains what's going on, right? Because I feel a lot of what Eva is saying is... See, because if I have a problem with somebody, I say it to their face. And I'm like, well, that's what Astrid is saying. You said this to my face. Yes. <laughs> And now I'm saying to your face that you said this to your face, and this is what I thought. And you yeah. repeats this, say it to your face kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, that's not the problem. Here we go. No. Not necessarily a problem, but I did feel a little bit of a negative energy because I did feel like oh, there was a little bit of a targeted subtext there. There was- Which, by the way, I'm going to stop right here. Eve, I will give Astrid this. Astrid tries to call her out on it in the moment. And says, wait a minute, what? And then she's like, oh, well, because then Eva just keeps talking on her performance. Because that's the thing. That proves that Eva's performing. Yeah. She is in the middle of a memorized monologue. And and Astrid is trying to interrupt this memorized monologue. And she's not, not going to have it. She, you're taking away from her moment. I think in that, I think in that though, 
I, I might be mistaken, but I think in that moment when she says, she goes, I'm not talking about anyone in particular, or she's like, I'm not talking about anyone here or something like that. So Eva does clarify. Yeah. But the I thing think is, that's is why no one else goes, has, Oh, okay. No one else has been accused of being rude to production. Yeah, that's true. All right, here we go. There's nothing in which I said in that moment that was supposed to be pointed at you or directed at you because if I'm going to direct something at you, I'm going to look you dead in the eyes like I'm doing it right now and I'm going to say it to your fucking face. Well, that's But that's what she did. She looked her directly in the eyes and said it to her fucking face. Yeah. That's why Astrid thought she was talking about her. That's what it felt like. There was just a couple moments in the previous Cauldron Sue where Eva said some things to me that she hadn't said at any other time. Like there was a moment where you said that my sci-fi look looked unfinished. When it came to even the sci-fi one, it did look unfinished. Oh yeah, this is when they played a bunch of damning things that Eva says about her. Way. There was a moment where you wanted to put me and Hosu in the bottom just for the drama of it. I want to see the lovebirds in the bottom. <laughs> and it felt like these were things that were unknown to me um, until my head was possibly on the chopping block. If I'm going to call you out about Eva's going back to it. Eva, yeah. I, no one has said you did it behind their back. In fact, they just played all the moments where you did it to their face. I think that the, the problem is, is that I think I think she's thinking that it's like this is secretive, and Astrid's thing is, why are you doing this? Like, why are you yes, saying this? But Eva, but that's why I'm thinking Eva's trying to pivot. But that no, no one has ever accused. Now later on they do, but at this moment, no one has accused Eva. Of talking specifically about Astrid behind her back. Astrid was saying she said this thing directly to me. I took it to be about me. Yeah. And it, it during this performative I was a, thing. I was offended. I was yes. offended by it. Yeah. So Eva's focusing on the performative part, which no one cared about. And she's focusing on this thing where no one has said that she said it behind her back. Ever. And she keeps saying, I'm going to say it to your face. Which you did. About it, I'll just do it. I don't have time to bullshit. We all don't have time to bullshit anymore. Sure. If I came off as the thespian that I might be, why? And I love how they go back to that joke with yeah, with Oso. They just love that and, joke. And, and and honestly, when they did that, I went, "Oh, Hoso's still there." Yeah, <laughs> I just was like I forgot Hoso was there. Yeah, Hoso wisely stays out of the drama. All right, she does. Whatever, girl. Fuck you. Whatever. I am going to. I don't have time for this. We're still talking about it. See, that that was weird because I felt like there was like an edit. I felt like there was a there was a tone there was a shit because Eva goes, fuck you, whatever. And then immediately they go back into talking about it. I go, I feel like maybe the producers were like, Okay, we're gonna need you guys to like wrap this up. (laughs) Yeah. You know. All right, here we go. Apologize for not making this a better situation where we could have had you know a better conversation later on or even on the side yeah but at the same time like i honestly genuinely believe in that moment that it was kind of misinterpreted okay well that that's the end of that now lauren so what i don't understand is eva's argument is that if i want to talk shit to you i say it to your face which she did she said Mm -hmm. it to her face but then she said but you misinterpreted what i said yeah so I, that doesn't make any sense. Eva doesn't make any sense. She has nowhere to hide, so she's just saying things. All right. Yeah. Probably to everyone's disappointment, I don't think we can do the second fight today because that clip was two minutes long and it took us 20 minutes to get through it. The next oh, clip boy. is six minutes long. And I think we're going to have a lot more to say about it. So this is what I think we should do, Lori. I'm proposing this right now. All right, guys. So Lori and I talked about 
the um when we're gonna do this and we are so what we're gonna do we're gonna release the second one as his own special uh post-mortem where we talk about the um fight number two in the cauldron and uh well that because that'll probably be a whole episode by itself of us just talking about that so We'll, so on that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Ugly. Be sure to join us uh, next week and every week as we continue to discuss. Oh, I'm sorry. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. And be sure to join us uh, next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dragula Titans Season 1. So for Laurie Roggenkamp and myself. So long, Uglies. <laughs>